Imagine if there were a book that was so effective that you could read it one time and recover from your emotional problems. Or if there was a, a, a motivational speaker and you went to their workshop for a weekend and came back and you were able to say, wow, yesterday I was in uh, the throes of an emotional problem with vicious cycles related to my anxiety and depression. And wow, today I'm fine. I don't have any problems anymore. I don't think there is such a thing as a book or a speaker who can lead you from being troubled to being less troubled. Not just in uh, one book or one workshop. And I think it is worth mentioning that fact because, well, there are books and workshops that purport to be that effective. And uh, not only is that disingenuous, but it can also lead to uh, us feeling worse about ourselves and being even more stuck in our vicious cycles of self-shame and perfectionism. Because if we think that it's possible to recover just from reading a book, and maybe the book wants us to think that, then we've got this unrealistically high expectation. And when we fall short of it, we just go back to what we were doing all along, which is telling ourselves, oh man, there's really something wrong with me. You know, you should be able to read this book and get over the problem. And I read it and I tried my best and I still feel terrible. I think that's interesting that there's this relationship between optimism and depression. I think it's pretty common for people to think that depression means that a person is uh, being only negative all the time. Uh, they're really always seeing the negative side of things, then they're not really able to be positive about stuff. But there's an important relationship with the uh, positive thinking that also contributes to depression being reinforced. Because when we get optimistic, we say, well, um, I'm just gonna, you know, check off you know, uh, points one through four on my to-do list of how to get over my depression, and then I'll be over it. There are some, certainly, coaches and therapists who think that that's how it works, too. Just, you know, get the right information and apply it, and there you go. You're fine. That's a really popular belief among clients and coaches or therapists and it doesn't help us. It doesn't give due appreciation to the complexity of emotional problems. On the other hand, if you are working with uh, a coach or a therapist and 
probably they've been through the emotional problems themselves. If they're going to be helpful, they're probably going to guide you through a slow and gradual process where you don't have such unrealistic optimism, but you have a more measured expectation of what's possible. It is possible to recover from emotional problems. There are people who go from at one point in their life being stuck in vicious cycles where you know they're depressed and they try to make themselves less depressed and then that results in them feeling more depressed same cycle with anxiety you know what's wrong with me i've got all these fears oh man i can't get over the fears i i'm afraid of my fear now and uh it spirals it's terrible i've been through it and i've also come far enough where I can look back and say, yeah, over the years I have learned how to identify the nature of these vicious cycles. And I've gotten better and better at finding alternatives to that kind of self-talk when I'm in the middle of it. And I've gone through relapses and I've gotten to the point where uh, I trust my relapses more and more. I, I'm able to see the relapsing as part of the cycle of recovery, part of the cycle of recovery. It is possible, but if it were easy, if somebody were to write a book and uh, it was so effective that all you need to do was read the book and then you can recover, that book would spread like wildfire. And within a couple weeks, we would see the world go from the troubled place that it is to uh, a place that looks very different and where uh, everybody is chilled out and balanced and well-adjusted. And that's just, that doesn't describe society right now. <laughs> We're not close to that. So in some ways we can be relieved about that because if we're honest, we need to acknowledge that we are, are in the middle of a difficult problem. It really helps to have somebody walk you through it regularly. It's like learning a language. It's not possible to read a book on German grammar and then now you know how to converse in German with somebody. The book is helpful but it really takes talking with somebody who's fluent in German to really get the knack for all of the different types of conversations that might come up. And it's just the same with learning about anxiety and depression. These are things that are able to be understood by human beings, but they are more multifaceted than uh, common sense would have us believe. So what does it look like to have reasonable expectations for recovering from problems related to anxiety or depression? Look at it this way. We know that our problems are related to being perfectionistic, being hard on ourselves. But when we learn about that, our first instinct is to be perfectionistic about 
trying to get rid of our perfectionism. And we go hard on ourselves for going hard on ourselves. That's the way that this problem works. It's a, it's a vicious cycle that we're not totally aware of what we're doing and how it works. And so some way we've got to learn how to go easy on ourselves for going hard on ourselves and be willing to be imperfect and to have a problem. And if you don't have somebody that can help you with this right now, you're having trouble finding good help. I recommend trying what feels paradoxical, what feels like it shouldn't work, which is allowing yourself to have a problem. Because what can you really do about that fact right now? You've got a problem, and it's okay to have a problem. Everybody has a problem. And your problem is not insoluble. It is possible to recover. But the, the cycle of being hard on yourself and then being hard on yourself for being hard on yourself is a, a well-established cycle. It's a well-established strategy that's going to, re it's going to require time and incremental progress where you make two steps forward and then take one step backward. That's what you can expect. Any long-term recovery is going to have that gradual process, a gradual non-linear process where sometimes it feels like you haven't made any progress, but you really have. And this all makes sense because if how we got to this point in the first place is by interpreting our natural feelings of anxiety and fear as uh, flaws, then once we start to make progress and move more towards health, we'll start to feel more anxious and sad uh, as we adjust to these natural processes. So that's tricky. And uh, it's possible for human beings to understand this stuff. I can vouch for it. I hope you can find help. If you think I might be of help, reach out to me. I work with clients remotely, so it doesn't matter where you are. And um, yeah, I, I'm wishing you all the best on your process. And, and I hope you all can get on that path of better and better, where you don't expect to go from having a problem to being perfect, but you just expect to make one step in the right direction. And then once you take that step, you take another step. Maybe you understand that uh, process of progress from other areas of life. It's like that too with recovering from emotional problems. Okay, until I think of something else to make an episode about, I hope you all are well. Peace.